You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everyone. in a hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week, I'm your chunk. I'm Doge, and you know, my favorite thing about the chunk is that it, like, it feels like a, like a chunk. You know, it feels real, like, you know, go to the theater film chunk that, you know, the kind of the reason why you go to watch something on the big <laughs> screen, and I think. It's not a movie quote, but I'll allow it. It's a quote about, don't worry, darling. Don't know what I mean is. about no, I mean about nothing. <laughs> I'm Carter, and I've been waiting for someone like you, someone to challenge me, like a good <laughs> hunk. Okay, why are you the hunk? <laughs> I'm the hunk because now it's my turn to cr- to cross the sea Yay! and have Yay. vacation. Yeah, Cancun. Mm. Uh, with some friends celebrating their 30th birthdays. Wow. I was actually just I've, there. Yeah. Pro- you should probably ask about me. So I've never all-inclused before. I've never oh. been at an all-inclusive resort. Have you ever uh, Have you ever been to one where nothing's included? Like a place where you have to pay for everything? <laughs> oh, that's normally what we do. It's like that, but instead you don't have to. I still I had- can't. I can't really wrap my head around that. Yeah. I feel like there's a catch nope. in my mind. Nope. I had never done an all-inclusive before the cruise I that we just know. got. I had never done an all-inclusive before the cruise that we just got back from. And last night at about 12.30 p.m., I was like, wait, where's my pizza? Why don't <laughs> oh, I get, yeah. why don't I get my, my pizza I've been pizza? getting? Did they have like the free pizza bar or whatever? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Show. yeah dude, oh, we, yeah. That was my, one of my favorite things about the cruise I went on. It's tough to come back to reality after an all-inclusive situation where you're like, yeah. well, I got to pay for it? Mm, I didn't have to nice. last time. No. No I one has tapped don't. me on the shoulder asking what drink no I would like. <laughs> Man, that's so, so excited. How long are you there? Uh, three nights. Mm. In and out. Mm. Oh, it's at In and Out. Yeah, that's interesting. All inclusive In and Out resort wow. prices are so reasonable. I get that. Wow, owned and by their potatoes are fresh, Jimmy never Buffett. frozen. Hmm? <laughs> He's got In and Out now. Margaritaville, In and Out. Not Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think Warren Jimmy Buffett, Buffett owns in oh. that? Are we doing a bit right no, now? No, 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 no. no. That's Dude, he's like, wasting away again and in and out. <laughs> <laughs> With my animal soul. <laughs> I, was, I was having to reconcile in my brain how Jimmy Buffett got a hold of in and out <laughs> I was really struggling. That's how he gets a hold of all of us, dude. Yeah. One, one's hit single. Songs that speak to our soul. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, well, I guess we should jump hey, this in. This has been a good episode so far. To our discussion, I'm a little worried about it personally, but um, mm. jump into our discussion about the new hit, smash hit blockbuster, brought to us from the mind of Olivia Wilde, and it is, of course, known as Don't, Don't Worry, Worry, Darling. Darling. Yeah. Synopsify me so we can talk about this. This week's IMDb synopsis has no author. 
So it sprung fully formed from the head of Zeus, as did Athena, ready to dispense wisdom to mortals. A 1950s housewife living with her husband in a utopian experimental community begins to worry that his glamorous company could be hiding disturbing secrets. Here's the thing. I think that actual discussion of this movie outside of places like this where people like are wanting to try and talk about it. Hmm. I think a lot of it, whether it's online or whatever, is going to be hindered by, I think there's two really loud camps about this movie that are both skewing opinion and rating a little bit too far in the wrong directions. Okay. So what I are think they? you have diehard, diehard Harry Styles fans hmm. who are going to say that this is incredible. I sat in front of a group of them Last night, they giggled virtually every time he was on screen. And not like a, haha, he's so funny giggle, but like a... Not like a, haha, it's so funny how bad he is at acting. No, more like a, oh my God, it's Harry Styles kind of a giggle. As though he were in the theater. Um, and I think that that discussion is going to skew things a little more positive than, the, than it actually is. And then I think there's people that are so caught up in the drama of the movie that they can't set that aside to give it any credit whatsoever... And I think those people will skew it more negative than it actually is. Drama of the making of the movie. Right, correct. Yeah, correct. yeah. Yes, the yeah. behind-the-scenes drama. And, and I think that everybody Which is, involved, to be fair, to be fair about the juiciest thing to happen in pop culture in a pretty long yeah, time. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's for sure blast. casting yeah. a long shadow, without a doubt. I just think that, much like any movie, this movie deserves consideration for what it did, what it didn't do, what it was good at, what it was bad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's more here than just what happened behind the scenes. And I think it's, it will do some people too many favors and some people too great of a disservice to talk about it any less than what it does as a film. Sure. And that's why we're here. Cause I really want to talk about the merits of this movie. Now, um, it's impossible to not get caught up in some of the drama. It is, very interesting. It's juicy. It's, it's juicy. so juicy. It has it's the juice. It's bit juicy. Doge, I've been meaning to. I mean, mm. I've been meaning to talk to you about your references to the corn song, man. We've all been talking about it. Um, yeah. Here's the thing. I was an early adopter because I did mention it a couple of weeks ago, and you guys had no idea what it was. And I rode that wave straight to shore, which we've all have been or will be at the beach within the next sure. month or so. So we sure. know what that means. But cool. rode it straight to straight to shore. Just as a concerned co-host. Yeah. You know. Oh, I'm done. That's it. I'm not talking about it anymore. Okay, thank God. Yeah, you don't have to worry, darling. You know how I am. You know how I am with those <laughs> those viral songs about something that's like kind of funny and then it just beats it into the ground for the next three weeks? Because we would never do that. I've never something. beat a joke to death before. No, absolutely not. Um, I just can't kill it. The... Do we want to talk a little bit about the behind-the-scenes juice... Uh, I mean, what can, there be said, what can we say that hasn't already been said, right? Yeah, if you Harry don't know, Harry didn't about, spit on Chris Pine. Harry did not spit. His sunglasses were in his lap. Chris Olivia did. Wilde should have maybe tried even harder with Shia, even though Shia is also a bad person. <laughs> like Shia's difficult to work with, but coming out and saying that he was fired because of her no assholes policy, and then him being like, "Actually, I left, and I you begged me movie. to stay." Yeah. You begged me to stay all while throwing Florence Pugh under the bus. That's a bad look for Olivia what Wilde. What a weird lie to tell in the information age. <laughs> well, the thing for me, the frustrating thing about the movie for me is sure. that Olivia kept talking about how it's a feminist anthem, how like 
there's no male pleasure in the movie. There's female pleasure in the movie. Like this is a movie for the girls. And then all of the marketing focused on the sex scenes between <laughs> Harry and Florence. Well, let's, let's even zoom out. Further than that, no, hey, Olivia, no, it's not. Hey, no, not. it's not. Hey, no, it's not. And I think- Just I mean, because a woman receives sexual pleasure doesn't mean it's a feminist movie. In fact, I would argue that several of my biggest problems with this movie, well, we'll get to that, but the plot is utter nonsense. Yeah. And a lot of so, the problems are because uh, all of your themes clash with the actual story. I have very little positive to say about this movie, so I'm going to super pump right now. Okay. And it is. Do you want to wait? Because I think we're all going to have the exact same super pump. Yeah, we could do that. We could do that. Uh, or we could super pump right now and then just join the downward spiral and we can begin to worry, darling. I have a handful of positive things to say okay. about this movie. Tell me. Tell um, me, what are they? I think that, well, this is a weird energy to start our movie <laughs> discussion with. <laughs> you think that. something's good? Prove it. <laughs> I imagine you were going to say that your super pump was Florence Pugh. Is that right? It is. Yeah. yeah super, that's Florence Pugh is my pump. super pump. That's my super pump as well. She's the best. She's. she's Far and away, I think the the most redeeming thing about this movie. I would say she is the redeeming thing about this movie. If you are insisting on watching this, I say watch it for her and almost nothing else. Except here's yeah, let's talk about Florence for a minute. Yeah, here's the thing about Florence though is that I think this performance from Florence, one of the weakest of her career, is the worst I've seen from her. Yeah, but the script it's because that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like she even even Florence bringing her Florence A game could not elevate a C minus could not drag an A plus performance out of a C minus script that's generous on the script if i'm being real with you uh and man like she was great i i think the movie worked when it was only her on screen john powell's score in this is excellent uh, like the movie worked really well when it was just Florence and just John Powell's score and anytime any other character or dialogue or plot point was on the screen, it began to unravel for me. Carter, you're shaking your head. Are you, how are you feeling about yeah, this? I, I you, also don't are, fully agree with you here. Yeah, I, I, I disagree with a lot of what I've heard Okay, <clears throat> already. I think here's the thing, and, and a lot of it was, I'm also... Personally, in the process of going through counseling, where one of the biggest themes was like listening to my body, aka knowing how I feel about things. Like, what mm -hmm. are my emotions? Sure. And I'm not saying y'all are, I don't think, I think y'all are too healthy and wise to have other people, what other people say about this movie, influence how you feel about this movie. Here's what hurt about this movie for me is that it is chock full of, if, if I was just to organically say, who are my top, three, four favorite people in Hollywood right now, who am I most excited about? Uh, names like even Jimma Chan. Yeah. You know that I love mm -hmm. Jimma Chan, but having Florence Pugh here, I'm always down. I Listen, I grew up listening to Dean Martin. I'm always down for a music business person taking a shot at Hollywood. Yeah. I think we don't get to, here's what's tough about Harry Styles, is Harry Styles has to come and act with uh, I think acting is only getting better, right? Even watching Casablanca, it sure. feels stiff uh, in a lot of ways. But like Dean, Dino is just out there with Frank Sinatra. He's out there with other people that are musicians that are yeah, trying to act. This is not the best from Harry, but it's also not awful. I think too, we've also had things where I, I think people, some people think it's like Gili-esque on how bad this movie is. No, I would completely disagree no, with that. No. But to see names like, you know, Harry Styles, Florence Pugh, I love Chris Pine. I love Gemma Chan. I really like Olivia Wilde. So to see this whole crew come together and a director 
who we are in uh, the camp of go freaking go for it. Go get your uh, Jordan Peele's. Go get your, uh, you know, everybody that's just trying, directing after they had a different career and doing really well with that. I love it. Book yeah. Smart is a good movie. I think it's- Book Smart's a great movie. I think it's a little bit overhyped, but it's a great movie. And so to have Olivia Wilde take a shot at this, I also was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's see it. But yeah, in the end, for me, it's just, it's hurt. The outside influence that it's hurt by is not the media junket. It's the genre. Yes. I think there's already too many things that look really similar to this. I think it was more creative than I thought it would be in some aspects. But yeah, I don't think it's absolute doo-doo garbage. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the experience. I don't think, I do think Florence Pugh was one of the best parts of this. My super pump, my super pump is, get ready. My super pump is Olivia Wilde. Which part? Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> interesting. I, think I love, I really like Bunny. I really liked the character that she played. I think the the writing for it wasn't good, but if we're talking about like performances, and again, me super pumping Olivia Wilde is also probably a testament to how good this movie was in the first place because it's also not something that's just going to knock your socks off. I also, she might have had, I, I don't know what she was going through outside of the movie business. She could be a jerk. I think Hollywood's full of jerks and this seems to be a little bit more kosher uh, than other jerks. I think it's not like the case of a, uh, like a Weinstein film sure. or someone yeah, who, no. like Army Hammer. She's not eating people. No, she's just um, an unkind person. She's reportedly. just an unkind person. Yeah. But to me, um, I think there was more risk involved in making this movie than people give credit. It's a massive leap. Yeah. And so uh, it's, it's not a very well-prepared leap. I think people point to how much time she had extra <laughs> that she could have gone in and yeah. watched it again and, and watched, have more people watch it and be like, wait, let's clean this up a little bit more. But I think kudos to try. Uh, it's unfortunate <laughs> that you took so many wonderful, uh, precious materials on this ship <laughs> and you might've set them back a little bit. Some of these people are too, Florence Pugh is too good to have this hurt her career or yeah. anything. It's probably not best for Harry. He's got other movies coming out right now. Dude, I He's do think this hurts of, Olivia's career. For sure. I do think it hurts her. Yeah. And so if anything, this could be something that I look at tomorrow morning and say like, you know what? I was just trying to rescue somebody. Um, <laughs> That's the most Carter super so, of like, yeah, she I'm having she a really, really hard time with the last five minutes of our podcast, if I'm being honest, because number <laughs> one, I'm afraid that I have accidentally... Let words be put in my mouth. I don't agree with either of you, which is good. That means this yeah. is going to be a good discussion, but I want to make sure that we're very... So I think Olivia Wilde was the second worst performance of this movie. I thought that she was remarkably wooden and it felt like... Watching it felt like hubris that she put herself in the movie and delivered the second most underwhelming performance of the movie. <laughs> the yeah. only person that was worse than her is not an actor. Yes, the only person yeah. worse than her is Harry Styles, who I, I don't absolutely blame, agree with that. who I do not blame at all for any of this. He was allowed to be in over his head because he's hot and is uh, sharing a bed with the director. He's, he's Wii Sportsing the director. Yeah, I, so I'm I'm not mad at Harry here at all, but he was he was not terrible. I've seen worse performances. He was not like I've seen people throw around like 
Hallmark or Netflix movie quality. That is no. not what this was. He was just, he's not this. This is not he's what He's not he meant does. to be a co-lead, no. I don't think. No way. He, he's great for a Dunkirk. He and Olivia Wilde both had far too much screen time. They you saw that Olivia- the deliverers of the exposition dump at the end, which was- Olivia horrific. wanted to cast herself in the lead. You saw yes. that, right? Yeah, and she, she like, saw Midsummer. Then yeah. she saw yes. Midsummer. Florence is Olivia is not that good of an actor. She is not mm-hmm. Oscar actor. She is not. That. And I didn't say that. No, no. I think I on know. the acting I'm, on I'm the acting she, side, from her perspective, she should not have been the lead in this. Is what I'm saying. Oh, on the yeah, acting yeah, yeah. side, for me, she doesn't live up to it. And then on the like behind the scenes, like directing sure. side, I think she doesn't live up to it. No. as well. She I think she more really she, can chew here. she really thought she had something. It feels like this movie confidently sure. said, "Y'all remember Get Out? This is that, but for girls." And then no, it dude, was just like is, a mostly fine episode of Black Mirror, not one of the ones that people would be like, "You have to watch this." This is yeah. if the Truman Show, The Stepford Wives, and Severance had a baby that came exactly. out worse than all three of them. Exactly. That's this the movie thing I was told written Jess. by actual writers for the actual Sci-Fi Channel that write like Croctopus yeah. and stuff like that. They wrote yeah. this. Uh, the bidding war, I read this last night because I was curious. The bidding war for this movie was not a bidding war because the script was good. It, every bid included rewrites. So yep. the bidding war was good core idea, which I agree with. Yeah. Good core idea, let me Needs a lot it. of work. Yes. Yeah. This version is the closest to what they wrote of any of them. Yeah. Which is why, so yeah, the story here is the kernel, the nugget of the story is- Really interesting, really good, yes. really strong. The story we are given is dookie nonsense. Um, it's just a mess is really what it boils down a to. A complete it mess. It is definitely a mess. Yeah. It, it is for a lot of mess. questions after the fact of like, what does the plane have to do with anything? Yes. <laughs> what does, I mean, there's, there's some dead. blatant. Alice is dead. <clears throat> yeah. She, she is blatant. strapped to a bed next to a dead Harry Styles when she comes out of this. Yeah, PR. what does she do? She's yeah. dead. She can't move. She cannot yeah. get out of this bed. Why does Jim Chan yeah. say, it's my turn now? What does that mean? Why did Frank create this simulation where if you die in this, you die in real life? What? <laughs> hey, why if did the men could die in real life, then why would any? Why would Nick Kroll throw himself in front of a car? Hey, the doctor's driving in open desert. He could turn one of any of I the know, 360 degrees. Why did he go thing, head yeah. on? Nobody goes on the on the... Uh, the x-axis. Yeah, no, it's like Charlie's thrown running straight ahead in uh, yeah. Prometheus. Yes. yes. It's just 100%. the thing about this, I don't know, that's what I was telling Jess when we drove away from the theater last night is like, I am, if this had simply been a bad movie or, or even a not great movie, I think I would be less frustrated. But I'm really frustrated by a movie that confidently wastes my time. Yeah, for By sure. a movie that confidently says, I've got something special. You're going to see me on stage at the Oscars. And then this movie, Don't Worry Darling, shows up and does every single thing worse than the movies that it's taking those ideas from. Yeah. yeah. Sure. If I could, it doesn't feel like a legitimate super dump because I don't think we've ever done it. I would super dump the trailer. Interesting. Uh, because uh. that, A, gave us everything that was a little visually interesting yeah. in the trailer. There was nothing else that I saw in the movie that I hadn't already seen in the trailer multiple times. Yeah. Uh, and then B, that was the thing, just the overall vibe. And I don't know, that is clearly Olivia Wilde's fault. Yeah. Uh, is is how the movie was presented, the hype around it. Um, but I think even if we didn't get the media junket or people talking about it, simply looking at the cast and director 
would have created 80% of that. Absolutely. Hype, yeah, for sure. For because sure. it's Olivia Wilde directing her boyfriend, Harry Styles, Chris Pine, Florence Pugh, Gemma Chan, Nick Kroll, right? It's like, we're just putting together a cast that makes this yeah. interesting. And it feels like you've, you've really blown it. Well, like, man, man, what could have been? Is that what makes us mostly frustrated? Is that what makes y'all mostly frustrated? It's not so much have been. It. It's not so much what could have been. It's what they insisted that they had. Still, that frustrates still me. Insist. They Where, still how insist was that that in, they How was that insistence communicated to you? Where did you uh, see it? That's what I'm trying to pin down. Yeah, I think it was there. I felt it too. It's, it's the trailers. It's the media junket. It's the time of year that this releases. Uh, it's just the yeah, general the general fanfare around it. Like they really, really, well, I don't know they. I mean, it, it really seems like Florence is trying to distance herself from this. Yeah, big time. And Chris uh, Pine has been like and radio Chris Pine, this movie. Yeah. The two best performances in the movie. I thought Chris, yeah. and that's saying something because Chris Pine was pretty remarkably flat for me. Well, yeah, that's, I'll talk about the script in just a minute. Chris Pine was, was just B. Robert California with an open shirt. Anybody who is good in this movie is fighting for their absolute life against. Yes. Um, we'll talk about the script for sure. But um, I think what I loved, and I'm, I'm, so the super pump I have for Olivia Wilde as Bunny, what I love about that, it's more of, of Bunny than anything is I do think while she was stiff, I think my favorite, I was looking for book smart and it felt like some of the scenes that she had in, in pieces of that humor of like just the conversations yeah. about like that creepy kid makes the best cocktail, like yes. things like that, that the only time I ever smiled in the movie was a line delivered by Bunny. That's true. Yeah, it, yeah. And she, so she was it, actually funny. I agree. Yeah, it was like I was, she was really the only thing that I was looking forward to but it's because she was giving me a taste of something that had nothing to do with Don't Worry Darling. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So that's ultimately why I was like, I love that. And then honestly, when she's just telling Alice to kind of calm the hell down in the women's room, I thought that was legitimately gripping in yeah. a way to me and her just the way that she was performing in there. there so I, yeah, I, I didn't necessarily rank them on how I felt like how good they were. Florence definitely felt far and away the best, but... Let's keep this train going for a second. I want to talk about some other good elements of this movie from at least my perspective. Um, I, th I thought the soundtrack was really, really excellent. Like John Powell, perhaps best known for How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. Uh, this is really good. good. This I, is I a great soundtrack from John Powell. Really interesting. Yeah, yeah I love having so many, yeah, so many moments where I was like, there's not a single instrument mm -hmm. besides a voice right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, I thought... The costumes specifically. Mm -hmm. Any movie where Florence Pugh gets to wear 50 different dresses, I'm down. Like the costume so and set cool. design. Yeah, this was shot in, where is it in California? But it's like a whole little Palm mid springs. Yeah, a little mid century town, basically. Like mm -hmm. a lot of this was not a set that they had to construct. Yep. All the I, mid century I like stuff. It. I like that. Set look. design, costume design was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought this movie, I told when we left the theater, Callie said, first impression. I said, uh, really, really pretty mess. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I, I enjoyed looking at it. Um, I thought the first, let's call it hour thirty-five, were vague and nonsensical enough to leave me wondering. I mean, I called the twist from like the first ten minutes. Oh yeah. Um, but it was vague enough to where I was like, "How are we going to get there?" I didn't have the VR part called. I, I knew it was going to be modern day outside of this world, but I didn't yeah, know. Yeah. I didn't know if they knew that or not. Like, I mean, I, anyone who's played Assassin's Creed knows where this is going. <laughs> But I, I just... They um, keep desynchronizing themselves, man. If you can watch the first hour 35 of this and then just stop it and go, I wonder how it ends and be satisfied, then it's an okay way to spend an hour 35 if you just like looking at Florence Pugh and Harry Styles. 
for me, you've got to bail before the dinner party. The dinner party is when it absolutely at, completely at, fell at apart Alice and Jack's house. At Alice and Jack's house. Gotcha. Whenever our protagonist and our antagonist sit across from the table yelling at each other and the rest of our cast just kind of listens. Mm-hmm. They don't really do anything. And like this information should be shocking. And they just kind of sit and listen. That was so frustrating to me. Yeah. The dialogue was really, really rough in this movie. And like, yeah. man, that just, I've been waiting for someone like you, someone to challenge me. What? What is that? Um, men, uh, uh, only men, if men die here, they die for real. Okay. What? Yeah. What is how that? About, how about, how would you feel if I shared your medical records with somebody else? I wouldn't care. Okay, then I'll share them with you immediately. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's- I have a briefcase with the most important thing I've ever had in, it, in the world, and I accidentally left it by the woman that's trying to see it. Oops. Like, and she'll guess the combination. Don't worry. This whole thing- It was on zeros. He didn't, he didn't re-combo mm. it. Um, I think we have to be careful here to be nice. Like, be nice. Well, no, they tried. They're, they're in. No, no. Y'all are so fun. Um, fun is a family podcast word sure. for you. Um, every genre, Jordan, there's so many things in Mission Impossible that we just, but it's because it's a good movie, right? That we get to be like, okay, no, but I don't no, know that I it's think, because it's a good movie. I think it's because it never pretends to be this like heady intellectual, like, no, 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 I'm, no, no. I'm talking, okay. When someone leaves, like, the, that feels nitpicky, like the suitcase thing, like someone just happens to leave it there, feels like that's every horror movie, every, like, there's always like, oh, now? Oh, okay. Sure. Well, you just so happen to, right, because we've written two hours of this entire story. And we're going to put in the things that could be interesting. So why doesn't know. it bug me in those, but it bugs me here? Because if you and go to Chuck E. Cheese I'm not trying to and say the band a- plays a rock and roll version of Happy Birthday, that's what you expect. <laughs> yeah. But if you go to see if you go to see Jacob Collier <laughs> and he plays an animatronic Chuck E. Cheese version of Happy Birthday, you'd be like, why, why are you doing this? Yeah. I don't know. He probably would pull it off. He would probably pull yeah, it off. It'd be pretty good. He'd point? make the whole audience sing the all the promise, harmonies. Yeah. The promise that Don't Worry Darling made is... Come have your brain blown Nolan style. Come, come, come get Jordan peeled in this theater this summer. You're yeah, going to experience. Was one of the influences. You're going to experience something here, and then you come in and it's like uh, when the uh, only the when men die they die for real, but only the men and a man designed it, so that seems like a design flaw. But we're not going to address it. Like it's I don't know. The script is my super dump. It is some of genuinely. I'm not. I'm not being facetious. I'm not being hyperbolic. Some of the flattest dialogue I have heard in a movie this caliber. And I think that's what makes it so offensive, right? Is like Right. Because if this dialogue had been like if this, if this came is out in a decom, it'd be one of the best decoms of all time. If this came out on the sci-fi channel, none of these actors in it, we'd be like, have you seen Don't Worry, Darling There's on the sci-fi some channel? Here. Yeah. What the heck, sci-fi? Where did this come from? But we would be looking at that movie going, I hope that person gets a chance to do something else good. Something real. Yeah. yeah. This is real. With all, There is no excuse here. That's that's my biggest issue with this film. There's no excuse. You had, you had an incredible cast. Nick Kroll does nothing. Why is Why Nick Kroll him? in this movie? He's so good. Nick Kroll is so good. Why cast him if you're going to waste him? I mean, I feel the same way about Gemma Chan. Gemma Chan and does nothing in this Chris movie. Chris Pine barely does anything. Yeah. Yep. That's my thing, though. This all feels like a big hubris thing. 
Because Olivia yeah. Wilde let her and her boyfriend deliver all the expository dialogue in the 10-minute info dump. By the way, Harry dying before we understand the risks of a man dying sucks. Yeah. She smashes his head, and my first thought was like, he'll just log back in. And then uh, she's like, no, he's dead. For no, me. he's actually dead. And we go, oh. Tell huh. us before so we can be nervous. I don't know. I feel like yeah. if the whole movie, like, what if we got a scene at the dinner party, the big dinner party, where like a man charted, a man started choking on steak or something, and every dude in the room freaked yeah. out and was like, you know, Heimlich putting their fingers in, trying to pull it, like, really, really over the top to save him. And everybody's yeah. like, that was weird. Or like, what if all their cars only capped out at 20 miles an hour to make sure they were super safe? Like, there's so many interesting, unique concepts in here that are completely wasted by an amateur script. And yeah. and I think five out of 10 directing. Yeah, the mm -hmm. surrogate for your super dump to me is is my super dump. And it is the first time we really get to know Frank and it's his monologue. Mm. Uh, at their house, mm. Chris Pine's character. What a waste of a shot right What a there. nothing. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I think of all the characters, if we could have written one of them way better than everybody else, and, it, and Frank changes my rating. Has to me. be Frank. Like, if yeah. Frank ends up being a legitimate antagonist, which you know how much I love villains, sure. and there's really not one. There's really yeah. not one. Yeah. Because Frank proves to have zero power at all. And if you're going to give Gemma Chan's character the agency to make that move at the end, give it then. Give I her have no idea more where it than came from. more than three scenes before that. I have no idea where it came from. So to not understand a single thing and even try and look back, and there's this way that we can have connections like in Nope and be like, oh, that's why we saw. Right from the set of that show so much. It's all about organic. Mm -hmm. It's about, cre it's a creature feature. Mm -hmm. Oh my yeah. God, I thought it was a UFO feature. That's a thing. Mm -hmm. Like to go back and have still have no idea what Frank said at the pool about progress and chaos. It felt like such a waste of time. What it a felt strange like thing. Pine, it was a one shot kind of thing to where it was like uh, so many of these attempts of like, uh, I love all the things from set when it's like, we never showed them the monster uh, on the set until right. the first time they ever see them. Right. It almost felt like like Chris Pine, Pine had this opportunity and they were like, you know what? You organically just say what you want to say. But he had nothing to work with. No. It was so bad and it kept repeating itself and trying really hard to give you like some kind of memorable, even the even like the great Gatsby. <laughs> with DiCaprio, which was not good, yeah. still had the cup raise yeah. and all Something, the fanfare yeah. behind him. Like it felt like we tried to do this a million times this movie and couldn't. And it and I knew that we weren't going to get anywhere the moment that Frank delivers that monologue. The yeah. idea, the idea of Chris Pine as a charismatic, misogynistic, like incel cult. red pill podcast host. Oh my gosh, that is so good. It's a very that interesting. That is such a great idea. I and want it just, him to have another shot at a villain because I do think. That's what makes you upset is, is you just keep, you keep getting teased until you're numb to it because there is no delivery. But if it's just yeah. like, if we're going to make this a movie about how the misogynistic incel red pill, like pickup artist, whatever, like if we're going to make this a movie about how damaging that is and that taken to the extreme, it is super duper harmful. Let me see some of that in the simulation. Am I expected? Because it, yeah. it seems like, oops, oops, Olivia, oops. Seems like maybe the message that you've given is if these women would just listen to the Harry Styleses of the world, yep. then their They'd life would a happy actually life. be pretty good. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Because none of the men are at all cruel to the women. Inside the simulation. Inside the simulation. Right. Exactly. So it's, it seems like it's like, see, now that I've got you here, don't you see how great this is? And it seems and like it seems the only like, thing bad yeah. they did was kidnap them. Other than that, it's like, no, their ideas were right. They yeah. just kidnapped them to get them here. And it just Well, they also, ridiculous. I think specifically there was a lot, uh, a lot is, is giving it too much, but like the fact that Alice's actual job was a surgeon and he was like, so there were some relatable things to me contextually you're a in surgeon. my own relationship in terms of the fear of uh, assuming how someone you love feels and acting off of that. Sure. So the whole like, you told me you worked so much. I thought I was saving you. Let's not have to work anymore and just live like this. When ultimately it was 90-10. It was 90% what he wanted to do. Uh, the James sure. Bond poster, give me a British accent and the Jaguar. And then 10%, I'm kind of forcing you to come along because ultimately what's better for us is if I'm in complete control of our world, right? So that's what I got from this. And so I do, uh, with that kind of theme that Olivia or this script was trying to do, I do, uh, uh, I did appreciate that element in terms of the like, um, just uh, an assumption because I, I was born with a penis that like I know better. Sure. And the best thing is to, yes, of course you had independence and we're doing something that you loved, but you told me it was exhausting. And that's all I understand is that it was exhausting. Like so much of what I want is clouded by what you mm-hmm. have expressed that you love. It's just really mixed messaging. I don't think it was clear in its messaging at all. I think it, I'm never, I have never said I thought it was clear. I'm, yeah. I'm not fighting you. Oh, I, I'm agreeing. I feel like every time I've shared something, you. okay. It hasn't felt like that. I've been agreeing with you for almost all of this podcast. Oh, great. Go back and listen. That's man. awesome. We're on the same page. <laughs> no, I, 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 think, I think that this movie was incredibly murky in its messaging and the message that it wanted to give is so important to be clear on that it's a complete whiff. I think that Olivia probably thinks that this movie is the feminist anthem that she wants it to be, but I, I actually think that it is not that. Here's the thing. I also... The optimist in me thinks that she knows that it's not to, at this point. She's and just it's doubling just down like on because of marketing. Lazy, too late. Sure. I, I mean, my my hope is that this is just a phase for Olivia because you're right. I think it hurts her the most. Chris Pine is fine. Jenna yeah. Chan yeah. is fine. She didn't even get enough. We wasted her completely because she's yes. phenomenal. She's yes. a complete. She had here. she had maybe 15 total minutes. And Crazy Rich Asians and was one of my favorite things about that entire yeah. movie, which we talk about like Gemma Chan can certainly hold her own yeah. in a she carried beautiful, the, the, beautifully shot fanfare, uh, frenetic kind of movie. Yeah. And we didn't even give her a chance here. Florence is totally fine. Florence will have three this Oscars is actually probably better for Florence because she gets to be the best part of a bad movie and then immediately distance herself from it. And also, then, she had, I wonder if this is what made her decide to break up with Zach. <laughs> she just has had this whole thing of like, I'm strong enough. She's always been strong-willed, but just to be like, this movie was bad. I'm not afraid to say it. This relationship, I don't want anymore. You know, it's like, it felt like she's just come in and blown the doors down. Dude, she has become excited one of for my favorite people in Hollywood. Isn't uh, her next thing Dune 2? That's right. Oh, I don't think she has anything between this and Dune too. Like did, that's why she was. He opened up his his sweet sweet arms and said, "Oh, she's also an Oppenheimer." Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. right. 
<laughs> yep. Yeah, she could. She could be all right. She could be all right. She's going to be fine. I can she's guarantee you. Okay. Guarantee. Well, and the Thunderbolts. Yeah, so she's fine. Uh, guarantee that Olivia Wilde will never get another $20 million budget. It won't be her next one. I think she could earn her way back. I would be completely shocked. Yeah. Well, you know, um, it's time for, it's actually way past time for shout announcements, but let's head over to shout announcements. And then I'd love to come back with uh, some, maybe we can list out some unanswered questions that we're confused by. <laughs> if you can think of any. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's pretty like, airtight. That's like listing out all the cool things about an action right. movie that we love. <laughs> we're going to reverse Farley. And then... Shout announcements, part of the show where we give shout outs and make announcements. It's the part of the show that really feels like like uh like a podcast, you know, like a real like podcast. This is why you go to your <laughs> app to listen to the uh, podcast. We could have been. Do y'all think already. this movie is gonna hurt Harry's music career? No, no not at all. But acting, yeah, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> oh, he'll be fine. He'll be all right. Um, first thing I want to make sure that you are aware of is starting next. Week, guys, I'm so excited. It's Chunktober time, baby. Oh my god, maybe, maybe my favorite. favorite time of the year. Tell them what we're doing, Dush. It's Chunktober three, and it is creature features. It's monsters, goblins, ghouls, and probably some other stuff. A fly for sure, at least. Definitely a uh, fly. fly. We know that. But next mm-hmm. week, we're starting with the descent, uh, and we really, really want you to watch it with us and get scared. And yeah, crawl. Don't watch it by yourself. Crawl under those I watch covers. It by hide from That's all what the happened. spook, all the spooky things in the movie, and then uh, we'll shine a flashlight on them in our episode and tell you why you shouldn't actually be scared of them. If you are easily startled, find a watching buddy for this movie. Mm. Yeah. Mm. For any of them, I would watch assume. it with your safety safe. Yeah, I don't. Do y'all get to watch Chunktober with your wives oh, yeah. or no? Yeah, I don't. Oh no. I'm by myself. Oh, no. Do you want to watch with my just wife? Me, She'll just come over and just watch the movie and just, then head out. Just <laughs> just me in the space between my fingers. <laughs> Great. Love it. Love That's it. just yeah. how you want to watch The Descent in confined, actually, closed like, I know spaces. this is not for podcasting, but I'm just usually like this. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, Carter's no. like, no, I need to though. I'm on a movie podcast. I have to. I felt, so, <laughs> I felt so bad for you last year when we did Hill House. And you <laughs> kept getting spooked by the bent neck lady. <laughs> oh, I forgot I wrote a song to her. You did. It was oh, oh yeah, so that I could get through it. Yep. <laughs> I miss Hill House. New Mike Flanagan show drops this fall. Thank goodness. Yep. It's not Usher. It's yeah. not House of Usher, is it? It's the Midnight Society or whatever. Oh. <laughs> The fall of the house of Ursha, baby. <laughs> we're going up, we're that used to be my alarm, and now that song is ruined. Climax. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of climax, uh, we need to get more reviews. There's nothing that makes us feel better than getting <laughs> reviews. Go to <laughs> go to Spotify. Go to Spotify if you would, and please rate us however you would like. I just need us to get it. Let's just get in the triple digits. Yeah. Like, just get us up there. That's what we want. That's Diners, drive-ins, and digits. What, what ratings and reviews do is they help that algorithm that gets us into the ears of those around the world that have not heard of us, mm-hmm. a.k.a. being very successful in India currently um, and just oh, most, most of Asia. Uh, Two Chunks has made the— uh, the top ranks. Once and we make it, it all the exciting, way around the world, we get to stop. 
Yeah. Once we get a top yeah. in every country, we get to stop. If you can help us, we it's a it's our special eighty day. Uh, <laughs> we, we just get us around in eighty days. Go rate and review. If you want us to stop friends. making this podcast, go rate and review right now so we can be done sooner. <laughs> well, that's probably about it. Yeah, I think so. Back to the Don't show, I guess. Patreon. Oh, yeah, Patreon. Oh, yeah. You know Jump Patreons. in on Patreon. No, they, they know it. Discord. They know. Come join us on Discord. Come get bonus episodes. There's a whole thing. You'll love it. Dude, we said they know. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, why did all the lights blow up in the cul-de-sac? Because they did, dude. Because they did. Hey, why were the, why was everything rumbling and exploding? Because it was, dude. Hey, did they work for Chris Pine in the outside world? Who knows? What was the promotion? I don't know. Who knows? There are, it just didn't hit any of the marks because I I was trying to like piece together the data collection of all the sci-fi movies I've seen. There's definitely been been some that having a lot of questions benefits at the end to be like, wow, what did that mean? You're not supposed to know though, right? Yeah. Like you're not supposed, but in here it was like we, we, it is such a perfect little metaphor for what this movie does as a whole in terms of how it was, produced and pitched is that all of these tiny themes that had some kind of hype around them that we win all this callback of like, oh, it's rumbling again. The things that we get within the first five minutes, the crushing of the eggs that have no yolk, all that kind of stuff. No payoff. There's a lot of things that we just don't know. And here's the thing. If you're listening and you're frustrated uh, because you really loved the movie, we love that. Like we really do. Like I'd, I'd love to talk about that. Come join the Discord. But it's like, I bet you can't, discount all of the things that come up, right? Like that, it feels impossible. Like if, if we were to give you 10 things that we feel like was unanswered, maybe you give us three, there's no way you get 10 for 10. Yeah. Because you can't, at that point, you're fabricating a, a story that we didn't, that didn't actually make the screen. Yeah. Like there was not effort. The guy, yeah. so the people who want to change their lives and live a better life, but they choose to drive a trolley for eternity. <laughs> what is this? Was he, he a real NPC? person? I think he's a program. You think he's an NPC? Yeah, yeah, I think. So there's NPCs then? I would assume mm-hmm. every red suit person is an NPC. Is a program. It's not a, not a real not guy. It's not even clear. I know. No, well, I'm just guessing. 
I'm not saying yeah. like, didn't you, you That's missed something. The thing is it's the wrong kind of yes. guessing. Yes. Yeah. Well, to me, it's the same thing we as ended like, nope. Yeah. There was ending nope. And here's spoilers for nope. If y'all haven't seen it, we didn't have to know where this creature came right. from. Right. Like we didn't have to know right. what the giant sails of its gorgeous unfurled Gosh, angry self meant. Right. There was a lot of questions. We don't have to really know what ends up happening to our main leads. Like, how did he survive? Right. Like, how did all these things happen? Right. You don't have to know right. that because there was so much else that was totally fine. Yeah. I, I, I think this is like the difference between something like a signs where you end the movie and you're like, was it aliens or was it demons? Why did they look like that? We barely saw it. Like, it's like well done Aww. mystery. Yeah. Versus something like, I don't know, I'm struggling to keep up with something that has this many, it feels like this movie thought it was doing the like, mystery means confusion. And it's like, no. Yeah. Mystery means, mystery means answer we are searching for, but the way we get the answer is an exposition dump and all the questions we had weren't even those questions. I think- I have the, I, the way I'm understanding this movie is a metaphor. It's a food metaphor. Oh, and it comes from my own oh, life in the last month, in the last week. I had baked Alaska on our cruise and it was good. It was fine, but it was cruise good. Right. If I went to a restaurant that said, we're the best restaurant in Dallas and they served me that exact same plate of baked Alaska, I'd never go back because right. I would say, this is not actual good. This is boat good. And I think Don't Worry Darling is so confident that it's actual land good. And in reality, it is cruise good. It's boat good. Well, it's like, that's fine if you're on a boat, but I'm not on a boat. Yeah. it's uh, I'm getting into a season of grading research papers, like grad level research. And it feels like lazy, right? It just feels like a lazy, lazy research paper. And our source list was pretty impressive. It's all these things that you pulled from. And then, but this is what you give me. Like the, yeah. the whole point of writing a research paper isn't to say, uh, look at this bookshelf, Here's go what check they it said. out. It's yeah. like, hey, I looked at all the books and I put it together in a way that I think is That's unique exactly it, because it doesn't say anything new. It is just, it's Inception, yeah. it's The Truman Show, it's Stepford Wives, it's Severance, it's Tron. It's like, yeah. every, you know what I mean? It's And I think in, in terms of the massive library of movies that this could have been, but it's vague enough that there's really not like legitimate, solidified influence that can be recognized is like the worst thing that happened to Don't Worry Darling is one of M. Night Shyamalan's like middle ground movies. Yeah, yeah. Which is The Village. And The Village is interesting in that uh, it's very similar in that it's this cultish mentality of like, this is the better way to live. Leaning a little bit more on maybe cultures that currently do exist, like with the Amish and things like that, only to find out we escape to a highway and we see automobiles. Yeah. Now that's a twist. It's like, wow, yeah. that's crazy. But I couldn't help, like from the moment that this started, I was like, oh, this feels like The Village. Oh, it's a twist. Yeah. But that's okay. There's been plenty of movies that I've seen that felt like something. And then I was like, oh, wow. The whole point of Nope, again, and it's because it's recency bias, is it felt like Close Encounters. Mm. It felt like, oh, UFO movie. But then it completely flipped that. Yep. It completely flipped that in a really creative way. Did it have some misses? Sure. sure. Yeah. But there were enough makes like, yeah, don't worry, darling. Should have been better, and I do recognize Ugh. my super pump being Olivia Wilde. That is the main reason. She's the she's the helm that made it bad. Uh, but I liked Bunny. 
<laughs> my, yeah. my super dump, are we ready? Yes. I feel like I've been a little too positive. I need to just sure. bring it down. Yeah, really bring like it's, not, down. it's not perfect. I know I've been saying a lot of good stuff, but it definitely has flaws. Uh, the last 10 minutes of this movie is borderline unwatchable. Mm-hmm. I was I was watching the clock. I was watching my watch ever since the dinner scene. And I was like, oh my gosh, how much of this could possibly be left? And the last 10 minutes of this movie is when everything happens. Nothing happens at all until the last 10 minutes. And then everything happens. We get our exposition dump. We get a uh, bunny saying, I actually know that this is fake. And Florence Pugh, like- <laughs> They take Florence Pugh to go like fix her and then it is undone four minutes later. Yeah, it doesn't change Right away, it doesn't do yeah. anything. And then the silly things, like Florence Pugh says, oh, I've been driving my car up this spiral, up this hill, and now my car is stuck. So I'm going to keep running the spiral rather than climbing it. She only gets the idea to climb the hill after she sees- the red suit programs climbing the how hill. How did she mess up? There's she no never debris in climb. the car. Like, how did she yeah. mess up the car? I don't know. And she gets to the top and stops. Like, we're supposed to believe that Florence Pugh, up to this point, who has had no question about, I have to get out of here, suddenly stops at the top and goes, wait, should I leave? No, of course. That's not earned. You don't have that at all. No. The, the back, the last 10 minutes of this script is where it earnestly and truly falls apart. I think we get the speed wobbles a little bit in the dinner scene and we realize, oh, maybe this isn't going to stick the landing. And not only does it not stick the landing, it explodes before it even touches the ground. It just absolutely, like I I can't think of a 10 minutes of a movie that I like less than the last 10 minutes of this movie. Heffalumps and woozles. Yeah, that's pretty scary. used to scare me. Yeah, that's a good point. So very often she gets to have a bit of recall as to her life before. Well, at one point she is the, literally the wearing the nightgown that she's laying in bed wearing inside the simulation. Yeah. The my question is it seems to be when there's some kind of pressing like of her face. And for a while I was like is that because she acknowledged that in the past she could press it up against the tower and get reverted back to like waking up, but like the wrapping her face in saran wrap, the being underwater, there was something that I was looking for that was like, what what kind of oppression is happening in real life to give her some kind of recall to start to leave this virtual reality? I think it's just when, that she's, wasn't really when she starts to die in the simulation, she starts to wake up on the bed because women can't die in the simulation. I really, like I, I was pretty confident it was a simulation. I really thought that it was going to take the like misogyny mid-century thing and be basically the matrix where women were basically plugged in to be baby incubators in the real world because some sort of environmental thing had happened. Yeah, I kind of thought it was going to... Well, my my first thought with all the rumbles was, oh, are they going to go with some sort of like weird, like cosmic horror? There is some being that lives under the earth that we're preparing for. Like, is it going to be culty? Yeah. was my first thought. Cabin in the yeah. woods. Yeah, and then... With a name like Victory... It has to be good <laughs> with a name like Victory. You'd think that they were trying to triumph over something. And maybe right. we're supposed to understand that Victory is we're trying to triumph over feminism. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not really can clear you imagine, about that. Can you imagine applying for a job and you're like, what's y'all's mission statement? They're like, oh, we don't really have one. Today, Victory, tomorrow, <sighs> the world. That's what the banners said. Today, Victory, tomorrow, we really the world. We're not totally sure. Like, okay, cool. What do you stand for? Like foundationally, like. I can see that this company is trying to reach some kind of success. Well, well we don't like chaos. Frank, I don't know. That Frank's whole deal is, at least in real life, like red pill, incel, women are second class citizens and, sure. sh- and they don't know what's best for them. So you need to take things into your own hands. 
but the inside company is this weird severance style shadow corporation that is exploding something like it's also it exists like, for the twist solely. There's no story yeah, reason how, for it to exist. Who, who is working with Alice's hospital in which she appears to have some very important role? Exactly. To excuse her being gone for some three years now. Yeah. Like, how do we get around that? And we don't, I don't know. We do love world building on this podcast. And sometimes in sci fi, I don't know. It just never reached a, an actual tone yeah. in this movie that we got to say what it could be. Does, I think it, yeah, mess and mess. Does Jack go work a full-time job, come home, make dinner, force feed Florence, drip water into her mouth, lay down, get into the simulation to hang out with her for five hours before he sleeps and then go, like, how is that worth yeah. it? The and answer is yes, the he other does thing that, is, <laughs> which is stupid. The other thing is, and this is an interesting, we never go into this. But when Jack is signing up for this program, it mentions that he has a pre-existing relationship with the woman he's bringing in. So that implies that some men are like kidnapping women mm-hmm. that don't know them to force them into the, like we never dive into yeah. any of that. Yeah. If yeah. we want this to be a feminist anthem, give women besides Florence a little more to do in this Something movie. to do in this yeah. movie? Yeah. If this is going to be a feminist movie. No, but like, wait, but but Jimmy, but Jimmy Cham stabs him. It says it's my turn now. I don't so, understand that because that yeah. seems antithetical as well. But like, I don't know. I, I think I'm offended by several things in this movie. Like just my sensibilities have been offended of like, do better. You had all the, you had all the right ingredients. Man, I just feel like my time was wasted. Yeah, I, I, I a little bit feel like that. <clears throat> um I don't know. There's going to be an interesting, there's going to be a lot of interesting discourse around this movie because I think there will be people who refuse to see any positive in it because of the drama, refuse to see mm-hmm. any bad in it because of Harry, and then hopefully a lot more in between that can talk. And yeah, Flo- Florence gave her following a voice already mm-hmm. in expressing it herself. So they're but, out, right? That, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think Florence. I think Florence fans will see it because Florence is amazing and then say, all right, well, I knew what I was getting into. Yeah. It'll, be the, it'll still get its, I mean, it'll get its set design and probably costume like Oscar nods yeah. in terms of yeah. nominations. So it's still going to this accomplish will, some of what it wanted to, but I think it expected maybe Best Picture. For nah, sure. Not a chance. That's what, that's what feels for silly. For sure, that's what yeah. it wanted. Acting and, yeah. This will be that weird little blip on Florence's career, I think, where we look back and go, oh yeah, she was in that one, wasn't she? What's the weird 50s one? Oh, even then it's not even a necessarily a blip because of her effort. Right. Oh, I think yeah, sometimes, I guess there's lots of different blips. I mean, it's like, are you going to get ma- mad at Shaq for going and playing in like a middle school pickup tournament? <laughs> no. Tom Hardy for going to Mark Right, Hart. like, right, right. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, let she can slum it. It's fine. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, home, homegirl got paid top bills yeah. with this cast. So, dude, she's—it's so funny that with a script, this genuine. I do want to say, like, the script is one of the worst. Like, the actual script—it's script it's a really bad itself—is terrible. I hope that Olivia Wilde's career ends up being like John Mayer's. Yeah, there was a moment yeah. of narcissism in his career to where he was just doing anything because he had acknowledged that he was John Mayer right. and whatever. I'm John Mayer, so I get to do him. this. Yeah. And then he had a moment where he was like, crap. 
That sucks. I'm the, because I the do believe still. Yeah. I do believe that Olivia Wilde is still talented. Yeah, I agree. I think something happened here. May it be influenced by dating one of the most popular people in the world? I don't know. I don't know what it all is, but hopefully she has a moment where she comes back to. Doesn't even have to be her roots. I mean, she's clearly wants to be creative now, in some way. So I, don't I do know. want to be clear. If you hurt Jason Sudeikis, you hurt me. I do want to be very. very I want to. I want to make sure that I'm. I'm toeing the line, the company line. Jason Sudeikis is a treasure. Did she leave him? Yeah. How did that even work out? Yeah, she left. She him. left him for Harry. I'd leave Jason Sudeikis for Harry, but oh, I wouldn't. I'm not. I wouldn't, but I care about like personality and um, yeah. like kindness. No, I'm and, well past that. So then, Jason Sudeikis, just give me that face. <laughs> after, but the thing is that after that, Sudeikis did go on to play a character whose wife left him and sure. kept their kid. So Oof. I don't know why yeah. he would feel that way about anything, right? Also, my guy is thriving. Nobody yeah. is worried Jason's about him right fine. now. <laughs> uh, it is time to rate this movie. Using the scientific cinema scale, which is uh, infinitely clearer than the plot of this one, uh-huh. uh, and it's it's perfect and as follows. It really, it, I would say, it really feels like a you know like a scale, like a real like go to the theater kind of scale. Let, I'm look, I'm not mad at Harry for being. I'm not either. <laughs> it's just that's the funniest thing I've ever seen to watch him say that and see. Chris Pine fully disassociating next to him, wishing he was anywhere else on this big, beautiful planet. Yeah, that was good. Sitting next to yeah. Harry Styles saying that the new movie feels like a movie. It's like a Tom Holland media junket without charm. Yes. Right. Because right. <laughs> he also had the same vibe around him. It was like, oh my God, shut up. Yes. yes. What are you talking about? Yeah, for sure. Except, oh, he doesn't know. Little baby. He's just a real boy. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it. Don't let it. Buy that, that poster. poster. The next best thing is buy it. That's followed by rent it and then stream it. After that is forget it. And last but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. Forget it. I'll never watch this again. And I would be better off having never watched it. Um, even, Even the best things about this movie are forgettable to me. I likely will never watch it again either. I think, though, in modern cinema history, this does make the textbook somehow because of just how extra textually you mean, like outside of the film itself. Yeah. Yes. Sure. I think it. I think it makes it as like what, like what, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Because it's really tough these days. Because usually if you're putting together an A-list cast, it is what we hoped Don't Worry Darling would be. Or it's simply like an action movie with no brain and we don't care how fun is it to see them all driving so fast. So in that sense, I would say, if you want to be a part of the conversation, go see it. I would rent it. I think there's not a, I think buy it means getting a ticket to go see the movie. (laughs) So I'm telling you rent. I'm saying you can wait and pay $3.99. I think that would be fine if you do want to see it. It doesn't need to be seen in theaters. I know I'm going literal in that sense, but also I do feel like there are elements of it that are worth knowing about because it's going to be, whether it's good or not, talked about in some of these people's careers for a long time. I think it I think it makes the cinema textbook in in a sentence that would be like after the runaway success of Get Out, other films like Don't Worry Darling thought they could also do the same thing. Hey, sure. Scoreboard baby. That's numbers. Put it up. Yeah. It's a stream. It's an easy stream. It's an obvious stream to me. Um it is this is this is not a bad 
This is not a bad movie. It is an aggressively okay movie with a terrible ending. Um, mm. And the terrible ending is because it it had nothing happening. But if if you if you can get some enjoyment out of watching pretty people wear pretty costumes for an hour 35, if you like Florence Pugh even <laughs> a little bit and want to know what started all this weirdness. Yeah. 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 It, it, I mean, it's worth a watch. I'll never watch it again. I have no interest. It is... Yeah. It, it does feel like a waste of time from a film perspective, from a cinema perspective. And you know like I'm a, a real, you know I'm a real Kino. Out of all three of us, I'm the real Kino. It feels here. like it's in the, it feels like it's in the same aisle in the same section of the menu as Jurassic World Dominion. It is this thing that is like hyped up massively and thinks that it's more than it is. But the great thing about Jurassic World Dominion is there's very likely dinosaurs. And how fun would that? Yeah, be there was actually to- no dinosaurs. And don't worry, darling. Not See, even a single person do, got eight. I do feel the need to say, really, I think one of the biggest turnoffs of this movie for me is how clear, how clearly this movie believes that it is right. so good. Right. It's like a not fun karaoke where it's like, oh no. I was like, do y'all remember Gangster Squad? Mm-hmm. Yes. You remember mm-hmm. that yes. movie? It feels like yes, that. Yes, absolutely. Like- 100%. Oh man, what a bummer it could have been. But then it's it's the interesting thing is like it didn't completely surprise us. There was enough going on that we were at least anticipating. Oh yeah, I was able to brace myself before we even hit play on this bad. Sean girl. Penn, yeah. Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone. Yeah, that right there. Yeah. That right there should have been Josh Brolin. Amazing. Gangster Squad. Nope. Well, that's thank goodness. The end of talking about directed by the guy that did Zombieland. Yeah, so it is funny. It kind of feels like yeah, it really is. It feels like Olivia Wilde. It is too smart horror. It's the smart horror equivalent of what Gangster Squad thought it was. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. It is Oof. the end of our "Don't Worry, Darling" discussion. Thank goodness. Next week, tune in as we begin Chunktober with the Descent. Watch it Man. with your buddy. Watch it with your buddy. Very pumped about that. I'm one. so excited about Chunktober. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Have we decided what our Patreon episode is for that? I'll never tell. Oh, Gossip Bro. We're doing all of Gossip Oh, Bro. good. Um, no, but I have an idea. Ooh. Ooh. We can talk about it off here. To end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name. And what... Man, I don't even have a good idea for that. that I never don't have a way to end these episodes. I have nothing. Right. What did you wish the company was doing? Say your name and what you wish Victory the, was doing. The In Simulation Company? Yeah. yeah. Okay. For two chunks and a hunk, my name is Jordan. And I thought, I wish that instead they were sacrificing people to uh, the god of the mountain that lived underneath and that all those bombs <laughs> were charges they had to blow to make more space to go feed him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It dug too deep. She just keeps humming. She just keeps humming. The pipes were red <laughs> far over. Goofy? <laughs> far over. <laughs> far over. <laughs> I'm Doge. I thought Project Victory was going to be victory over extinction. We've kidnapped, we've brainwashed women. We wait for them to have this weird mental break thing. We take them to the doctor and they come back and, oh, there's a baby been implanted in them to keep growing humans because somewhere outside of the California desert 
it is a wasteland and human the human race will not survive without the efforts of Project Victory. I can get on board with that. Uh, I'm Carter and Project Victory is, uh, what do they say, polishing, a putting lipstick on a pig? Yeah. Like it is the, our Frank character uh, was high ranking uh, in military or government or something in tech uh, and had acknowledged that like, yo, nu- nuclear war is happening regardless. Uh, I'm choosing to be a coward and not fight at all and help you and just mm. do something to have an aside to live the rest of my life as if this didn't happen. We wake up in an actual post-apocalyptic world and they're some of the only survivors and instead of trying to create a new civilization in the world that is left, they're just going to a different one and we'll just die out there. Yeah. I like all of these better. Yeah. 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 Now the final, I need a final yes or no. Did you worry, darling? Yes. I was pretty yes. worried, yeah. Oh, man. We tried, though, you know? Yeah. And, and as we do every week, to, to finish it up real good, Doge, just Blow give it. us one more of those Harry Styles's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The door. I hope this episode has felt like, you know, like a podcast, like a real, like, go to the theater kind of, like, you know, podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.